Hi folks, this is Michael and welcome to the Blood Walk. And uh, today, real briefly, I want to do a tiny little Bible study here because I want to illustrate to you again how deadly uh, various translations of the, of the word can be. And, uh, and it, it, it leads you to believe that the translators or whoever hired the translators had an agenda to absolutely obscure things that Yahshua and his apostles said. Let's start right here. And let's go to uh, 1 John 2.22 and 2.23. And uh, the reason being why I want to start here is because John literally identifies to us just what Antichrist really is. Okay? So, 1 John 2.22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Yahshua is the Messiah? He is Antichrist, he that denieth the Father and the Son. All right? Let's take a look at this word, deny. And this word, deny, in the Greek, and for those of you who uh, have a Strong's or you want to grab a Strong's or you want to go online and you want to plug it in, but this word, deny, in the uh, in the Greek, in Strong's, is 720. I wish I could pronounce it perfectly for you, but it's like uh, Arne Omai. Arne Omai. And this is extraordinary, folks, because the absolute primary definition of this word um, that they translated as deny literally means to contradict. To contradict. So read it again with that definition in mind, and I'll give you John uh, 2.23 on this. Whosoever contradicts the Son, the same has not the Father. And then here we go again. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. This word acknowledge, folks, it also means to covenant with the Son. All right? He whosoever that contradicts the Son, the same has not the Father. But he that covenants with the Son has the Father also. All right? get a hold of this, right? I mean, how many times, folks, can you go through the epistles of Paul and count all the times that Paul contradicted the Son of God? And the biggest one of all, of course, has to do with the law, has to do with the Torah, all right? For me, back when I was a youngster in my walk, I always wondered, what was it that that first century group of believers had that flipped the world upside down? Something that is absolutely absent from Christianity today. They have not flipped the world upside down. The world is on the brink of disaster since it was put into the hands, especially this nation, since spiritually it was put into the hands of Christians. All right? What are they missing? What have they lost that the first century church had? What did they lose? Because obviously there's something terribly wrong with Christianity today. All right, go over here into Acts 21.20. All right, this is when uh, Saul of Tarsus had been summoned to Jerusalem. All right, and James is showing him the temple. And he says, thou seest how many thousands of Judeans there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the Torah. They are zealous of the law. And that word zealous is very similar to the word fervent. 
They have a white hot love. Okay? They have a white hot love for the Torah. They have a white hot love for the law. All right? This is something you will never ever see in Christianity. Right? This is the greatest breach that could ever have happened to the gospel is to separate the law from the testimony. And that is exactly what has happened in Christianity. They've kept the name of Jesus Christ. They sure have, but they have not kept his ways. Yahshua said in Luke, I wish I could give you the address here, but you're probably familiar with it. If they will not believe and obey Moses and the prophets, neither will they believe and obey the one who has risen from the dead. Look at how serious that is, people. Look at how serious it is. Back uh, several weeks ago, in a previous podcast, I'd given you another very serious mistranslation that happened in Matthew 24, and it has to do with the very elect. And I'm just going to spout this one from memory. Um, But for the sake of the elect, those days shall be shortened. And this is a deadly mistranslation because it does not say for the sake of them, which is an incredibly passive statement. What it really says and what Yahshua really said, but through the elect, those days shall be shortened. Now, you take a look at the seriousness of it and think of all the elect out there that are just reading straight King James when they're looking at Matthew. Right? And they're thinking, well, gee, you know, God's going to do this regardless of what we do. No, that's not what Yahshua said. God is just not going to do it just because you, 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 you understand where I'm going with this. No, there is a work that is happening through the elect that is shortening these days that we are in right now that is causing deadly days to be lopped off, cut off the calendar. But this is happening through the work of the elect, right? Not just for their sake, but through what they are doing. Okay, that is how serious that particular mistranslation is. All right, and the others... Uh, the fact that they obscure it, um, they obfuscate it, and these mistranslations actually kind of, uh, they kind of put you to sleep is what they do. They make you very, very, very passive. Um, and let me let me refer back to um, Acts 21, 20 again, where uh, James is saying, you see how many thousands of Judeans there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the law. They are zealous of the Torah. Well, this this is not so much a deadly translation, but it is a mistranslation because what he's really seeing here, because he's amplifying the picture, and he's saying how many myriads, myriads and myriads of Judeans which believe, and they are all, every single solitary one of them. These are the guys that flip the world upside down. These are the guys that grasp the whole of the words of Peter, James, and John. They grasp the whole of their testimony. They grabbed the whole of the words and the teachings of Yahshua, and they were absolutely white hot in love with them, right? Myriads and myriads, and these are the guys, people that flip the world upside down. These are the guys that were ushering in heaven on earth, and then they were all butchered, slaughtered, murdered, you name it. And you can go back into the parable of the uh, of the wheat and the tares, right? And the apostles, Peter, James, and John, the original Judean believers, these were the wheat. 
These were the wheat, all right? There was another group that arose, right, that absolutely contradicted the Son of God. They contradicted his words. They contradicted the gospel. They, they took a hold of it, and they perverted it. They added to it. They took away from it. You know, they just butchered it. And it's another picture, folks, of how they butchered the Lamb of God. Because the Lamb of God, people, was the message. It was the message. The message that took away the sin of the world. The message that ushered in heaven on earth. And this was the message of the Lamb. And if we had that message of the Lamb today, I guarantee you the world would not be in, in, in a headlong fall into the pits of hell that it is right now. If we had, if we had, if the Christians actually did the words and the teachings of Yahshua, people, I'm telling you, it would be heaven on earth. But the power of the lie that the Christians have received has been so deadly. It has been so blinding and so deadly, even as I explained to you in, in a, a few podcasts ago, that the entity that appeared to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus blinded him. It blinded him. Again, contrast that with what happens when Yahshua shows up, the real, true Yahshua, okay? He opens the eyes of the blind. He doesn't close the eyes. He opens the eyes, and yet when Saul met his entity on the road, that entity closed his eyes, blinded him, and if you want to see, uh, uh, okay, what fell off of his eyes when he finally got to Damascus, scales, scales, scales come from reptiles, people, they don't come from flesh and blood, they come from reptiles, Saul of Tarsus met a reptilian entity, on the road to Damascus, a reptilian entity that claimed the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and yet this entity quoted the words of Zeus. This entity quoted the words of Zeus. And this is the entity that Paul met. This is the entity that gave him all of his doctrines, all of his teachings, and all of them people contradict the Son of God. If they didn't, the Christians today, as I'm saying, would be basking in the glory of heaven. They'd be basking in that glory. They'd be basking in the glory of God. But I'll tell you what, folks. Christianity is in need of a divorce. They need to divorce the Antichrist. Because that is exactly who John identifies as the one who contradicts the Son of God. This is Antichrist. This is Antichrist. Not some last days, end time world ruler. All right? That person is called the beast. That nation, that power is called the beast. And it contradicts the Son of God. It contradicts the covenant. It, I mean, it's it should be a no-brainer why Jews cannot accept Yahshua, the Messiah, when the only testimony they have about him is coming from the Christians. And the Christians, what's their main testimony? Oh, the law was put away at the cross. Again, a massive contradiction of all that Yahshua taught. All of it. 
I'm all people. You know, here's here's the deal. And I'll just give my own personal testimony here. Is that when the Holy Spirit finally presented the law, the Torah before me, right? All of a sudden, I began to wonder about it. I began to get excited about it. I went back in and started reading about some of the little things, right? Uh, and I'm not talking jots and tittles here. I'm just saying how you treat your fellow man. I'm looking at this in the Torah, and I'm saying, how can you guys possibly call this a curse? How can you possibly say these magnificent things were done away at the cross? You know, you you when Christianity put away the Torah, what happened was is they lost all the blessings for the works of their hands. All the blessings were lost. They lost all 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 the constant visitations that you get from the Son of God. When, when Yahshua comes to visit, when he comes to manifest himself to you as the milthaw, as the word, this is when you are filled, people, when you are absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit, manifesting as this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant white light. The light, the same light that John refers to in, in, in John 1.1. 1, 1. The light, the true light, the true light, the light of the creator. This is what the Christians lost when they followed after Saul of Tarsus. And they think it's all right to mix Paul and Yahshua. And it's like, that's like, oh my God, people, I I mean, I I think you're, you're beginning to get a handle on this, okay, is that... The word that was sown by Yahshua and the apostles of the Lamb, all right, in the parable of the wheat and the tares, the ones that received the words, the teachings of Yahshua and his apostles, these are called the wheat, and the wheat are all zealous of the Torah. The wheat are zealous. They're white hot in love with the Torah because they recognize the Torah in a way as the Father himself. This is the word that proceeded out of daddy's mouth. All right, this these words did not come out from, from, from the mouth of a man, from the heart of a man. These came from the heart of the living God. And those are the words of the Torah. And yes, the Judean followers of Yahshua, they were just, they were nuts. They were nuts, head over heels, nuts in love with his word, with his word. They didn't add to it. They didn't subtract to it. And what did they experience in those days? They constantly had the imminent, imminent, imminent return of Yahshua. They had his, it was in their heart, it was this white, hot, fervent expectation of the coming of the Son of God. But this coming of the Son of God, people, is something that happens within you, within you. He came the first time on the outside. He comes the second time on the inside. Folks are waiting for the second coming of Yahshua, but until they do his word exclusively. And when I say the words of Yahshua exclusively, I mean, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, stop, period, halt, don't go any farther. Don't go any farther. 
These words are the words of eternal life. These words that Yahshua spoke, when they are applied, when they are practiced, these will catapult you into the kingdom of heaven. And that's why we haven't seen the kingdom of heaven manifested on earth. Because the words of Yahshua have been relegated to the dustbin of history. Folks want to get all their leadings. They want to get all their revelation. They think they're going to find wisdom and understanding in the writings of Paul. And it's like, people, you've been doing this for, if you just want to count since the days of, uh, of Martin Luther, which was, uh, I think, in the 1500s. Well, church, you haven't gone anywhere. You've gone nowhere. You are no closer to the kingdom of heaven now than you were then. You must return to the rock. You've got to return to the rock, which is the revelation, the revelation of that white light of the creator, of the maker of heaven and earth. His word is your rock. This is the rock that you stand upon. This is the rock that you're standing upon when the floods come, when the storms come, when the storms come, when the rain and the wind and the tornadoes are beating against your house like nobody's business, man. It's like you are living in the in in the Florida, you know, peninsula during a ginormous hurricane, right? But your house stands. Your house isn't blown away. Why? Because your house is founded on the rock. The rock, people, the revelation of the Creator within Yahshua, the Messiah. All right? Do you understand that? Okay. And briefly, before I close this out, I just want to give you one more verse on that. One more verse in here, and this is uh, Luke 12, 9. And I'll read it to you in the King James, and then I will read it to you what it really says but he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. All right, let's correct the translation here. But he that contradicts me before men shall be utterly disavowed before the angels of God. That is a correct translation of Luke 12, 9. Uh, Nobody wants that for their fate. That is tantamount, and that is the same thing that happens when Yahshua says to those who prophesy in his name, to those who cast out devils in his name, to those who do works of wonder in his name, all right, in his name or with his name. What does Yahshua say to these? But I say unto you, depart from me. You who have forsaken the Torah, I never knew you. I never knew you. And the reason why he has to say that, people, is because these folks contradicted his word. These people taught faith only. These people taught that grace supersedes the authority of the living God. They did it in abject ignorance with the scales of serpents all over their eyes and they were so blinded but these are the words that they spoke all their lives they contradicted Yahshua they put away his law at the cross and they thought that was a good thing they thought that was a good thing whereas it was the greatest disaster that has ever occurred on planet earth 
since the covenant came to Abraham, the greatest disaster ever. And I'm going to leave you with that. This is Michael, and uh, this has been The Blood Walk.